0: Tandem Nomads, episode 152. You can take back control of your time and make overwhelm a thing of the past. You just have to put your mind to it.
1: Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and tips to grow a successful, portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host, Emel Draghi. I'm a business and marketing coach, and I'm looking forward to this great episode because I'm having an amazing guest that I've been so excited to talk to. So, today we're going to talk about time management, but in a different way than you might imagine. I know that time management is one of the biggest struggles for most people in general, and especially solopreneurs and entrepreneurs who work from home and who live on the move. So there's so much to do and only 24 hours to achieve it all. So this leads a lot of people to get super overwhelmed and sometimes even burned out, which is something that I really want to avoid for you. So in this episode, I don't want to talk about time management system or anything like that because I've already talked about it already with you in the previous episodes. And I will link those episodes in the show notes of this one. But instead, today, I want to talk about the the right mental foundations to beat overwhelm and how to manage time from within. So to talk about this topic, I'm super excited to have Kate Erickson. So Kate, are you ready for this ride? Amal, I'm so ready. Thank you so much for being here. So Nomad Nation, I want to give you a little bit of a background to tell you how why I'm so excited to have Kate here on the show. So it is a great honor for me, Kate, to have you here because you've been an amazing inspiration on my journey in terms of productivity alongside with your life and business partner, John Lee Dumas. And Nomad Nation, without Kate and John, I would have not have started Tandem Nomads. I've learned everything about podcasting, thanks to Kate and John, and also about how to run and grow a successful online business. So for that, Kate, I want to thank you so much for being part of my journey
0: and accepting to be here with us. I know that you're at a busy time indeed. <laughs> That's so I love, love, love hearing that because I it takes me back to standing in our backyard together when you were here yeah. and giving you a hug and just having that time to like appreciate and really connect over what you've created is just so incredible. And I'm just honored to be a part of that. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Kate. And and what you've just said speaks so much about you and your character.
1: So Nomad Nation, let me tell you more about Kate. So Kate is actually the backbone. I know that you say you're the engine behind EO Fire. I want to use the backbone because you are the one who puts in place all the systems behind this award-winning show. So so the show we're talking about, Nomad Nation, is called Entrepreneurs on Fire, EO Fire for, for the close friends <laughs> and those who know it very well. So this show is a multi-million dollar business that has inspired thousands of um, podcasters to start that podcast show and entrepreneurs to start their business across the world. And I know that when EO started, there was very few podcasts existing like this one. There's so many more nowadays of podcasts who do that, but John has had this idea and he really nailed it by supporting other people grow their platform. So he must have been one of the first ones to help people do that. And you came along this journey to join him in his business to help him take this to the next level as well. So I I'll look, I'll look forward for you to tell us a bit more about this journey with you. But one more thing about Kate, Nomad Nation. She's also the co-author of the podcast journal, which is an idea of going from idea to launching in 50 days. So I highly recommend you to check it out. If you're interested in starting a podcast, I'll put the link in the show notes. But she's also the host of her own podcast show called Ditch Busy, where she helps entrepreneurs make overwhelms
0: a thing of the past. I'm so excited. Like having that acceptance email from Apple Podcast was just like such a celebration for me. I'm so happy to be sharing it with the world. I think you've nailed
1: something here. You 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 are onto something big be- before we talk about this topic that you cover in Ditch Busy but also some of the questions I have for you I'd love you to help our audience get to know you a little bit more so if you can um, tell us a bit about you how you got to start move on to this journey with the U Fire and John Lee Dumas and uh, I would also like to know if you could tell us about your journey moving to Puerto Rico because you have been also on the move yourself and you know what it is to have to transition from a country to another
0: Yes, absolutely. So my journey started in corporate America. Like I grew up corporate. I grew up, you know, climbing the ladder, getting promotions, all of this stuff. Like that's just what I knew. I didn't know entrepreneurship existed. I think in my mind, I had an idea of what lifestyle freedom might look like or being like a lifestyle um, focused person. But I didn't know that like, you know, normal people could actually do that. And one of my biggest dreams was always, how can I get a job to where I will have enough vacation time that I can travel the world? Traveling has always been such a huge passion of mine. I absolutely love what it opens up in terms of perspective and um, understanding other cultures and just seeing things that like until you experience that nobody can describe that to you. And I I mean, I know what you know what I mean. I know that those tuning in know exactly what I mean. And so that was my goal. How can I get a job that gives me enough vacation time that I could travel the world? And let me tell you, before I became an entrepreneur, the last job that I I had was the only job that I, I didn't even know this existed. It was unlimited vacation. So you could take vacation whenever you wanted. It was, of course, dependent on you making sure that your job was done. So like it was, it was a great perk, but you know, we were always so busy that it's like, does that actually exist? But it, it was a good perk to have. But before that, the most vacation time I ever had was two weeks. And You know what happens with two weeks of vacation time, you end up seeing your family for the holidays and you travel to visit your grandparents and all of which I'm so grateful that I was able to do. And I'm really grateful that I spent my time that way, but I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. So when I learned that entrepreneurship was a thing and that you could actually create your own schedule, manage your own time, choose to be doing what you want, when you want, with whom you want, which is my prime definition of freedom. I was like, sign me up. I want to do that. I want to live that. Um, And right around that time is when John launched Entrepreneurs on Fire. And I was working at a corporate job in advertising and marketing. I was learning a lot. I was growing. I absolutely loved it. But again, was not doing all the things that I said I wanted to do. Um, and John and John asked me if I wanted to join the team, quit my job and join the team once the business started generating revenue. And honestly, I still kind of feel like there was never really a set plan in the beginning that we were going to create this lifestyle location, independent business. I feel like it happened through visions that we had, not necessarily a plan on paper. Like, I feel like we, we saw us doing those things without having to say, how are we going to do those things? Mm. And within a couple of years, uh, we moved the business to San Diego from Maine and then from San Diego to Puerto Rico. And it's just been this beautiful growth experience, um, an incredible journey of realizing my dream of being able to travel when I want, going where I want and, and spending my time choosing how I spend my time, which... You know, looking back, I I look I try to envision myself when I was you know two weeks of vacation time, wishing that I could travel, but that always being dictated by somebody else. In my mind, that's that's what I thought. Well, I can't do this because I can't get time off. But really, I could have. I just needed to make that choice. Back then, I didn't know that that choice was mine. I thought mm. that this is what I'm supposed to do. So, wow, the past seven years have literally been life-changing. Oh my God. It's been amazing to watch you. I know that I've,
1: came, I've known you since now five years. Yeah. So it's been quite a journey to see you. You were already doing great when, when, when I met you, but the growth has been amazing and I've been following your travels and I've also been following your transition to Puerto Rico. And what has really ticked with me is that I've seen that you are going through a lot of things that global nomads and expats, like a lot of listeners, are going through, which is the cultural transition. You actually are moving to a new place and had to readjust your beliefs, your values, your, your um, it's, it's a huge identity transition as well. So I'd love to hear a little bit about what were your biggest challenges, but also what have you learned from this journey to move to a whole new Well, I mean, technically, it's the the United States, but it's still a whole different culture in another country um, in Puerto Rico. So what what were your challenges when you moved there? What did you learn from that?
0: It really does feel like a different country. Like when you are living in Puerto Rico, it does not feel like you are living in the U.S. for so many different reasons. And there are both huge positives to that and very tough lessons learned from that some of the huge positives are the same things that you experience when you travel and you're introduced to a new culture and you get a whole different perspective on gratitude and appreciation for the things that we have because not everybody has those things. So that has been um, a really beautiful thing to experience. Uh, We've also, as you know, Amal met this incredible community of other expats and entrepreneurs who Are running online businesses completely different from ours, but they get it. Like the mindset's there, the dreams, the vision, the drive, it's all there, but we're doing completely different things. So coming together with this community has been every, I mean, it makes our life here what it is. Like it has made everything just brighter and more exciting. And um, yeah, I'm so grateful for our community. So that has been you know, a lot of the positives to being here. Um, some of the biggest challenges are this idea of island time. Like when you're on vacation, like you think it's funny and you're like, yeah, island time. I love this. I could totally get down with this. But when you live on island time <laughs> and you're a time management person and a systems person and a foundations person, that can be such a huge challenge, Um is a culture nothing, shock there. <laughs> huge culture shock. You know, nothing really like happens on time. Like if someone's supposed to be there, but they don't come, it's like, oh, I'll come tomorrow. Like no big deal. The scheduling, like I'm such a calendar person and I really like to, I schedule things very intentionally. And so when something just doesn't happen and there's not really like a reason why or anything like that, <laughs> you know, that can, can be really frustrating, but The beauty in this is it's taught me how to manage my time even better. And that's because even if something doesn't happen the way I thought it was going to, I still need to figure out how to get everything back on track. And that's been a really amazing learning experience. And then as travelers know, you know, these last two days we didn't have power because of the earthquakes that are going Mm -hmm. on in Puerto Rico. And we have a satellite backup for our internet, but it runs on a very like low speed. And so, you know, there are challenges like that where what if you don't have power? What if the internet goes out? Or, you know, what if your Airbnb was supposed to have really good internet, but it doesn't have really good internet. And there are so many challenges that you face like when you're on the road and when you're on the go. And again, that's a matter of being like, okay, that that was not supposed to happen that way. <laughs> like, and, and it's okay to kind of have like your freak out moment, but then you've got to like reevaluate and figure out how you're going to get yourself back from that. Um, and, and, you know, that's of course a huge challenge, but it teaches you to, to better approach stuff like that. And to know that, yes, it's really tough to not have internet when you're running an internet business, but it's not the end of the world.
1: All right, you're making the perfect segue into today's topic by answering this question, and there's so much things I want to unfold here. Um, so you you talked a lot about adapting to things that we can't control, and we I want to dig deeper into that. Uh, but you also talked in what I'm I'm listening I'm hearing a lot about your relationship with time. You know, what is your your perception with time, your relationship with time? So how? Um, how would you help those who are listening here to actually figure out what is that relationship that they want to have with time?
0: Yeah, so I, I love starting it out with this because a lot of times when we think about time management, no matter where you're at on your journey with time management, or if you ever even realized that there was a journey to be on with time management, like it sounds kind of out there a little bit, you know? But the first step is is understanding there is a, a journey that you're on with time management, and you do have a relationship with time management, whether you know it or not. So first, identifying and recognizing that that exists, and being able to really stop and give yourself the space and the time to say, "Okay, when it comes to time management," and this is it's all about just asking yourself the questions, because it's so instinctual for us to come across a question or something that we can't answer and immediately ask someone else to answer it for us, whether it be Siri or Google or Alexa or (laughs) like a friend that is an expert in that area. But we have the answers. We just never give ourselves a chance to give them because Mm -hmm. we're immediately always asking other people for them. When you stop and actually ask yourself, what is my relationship with time management? I guarantee you one, you will learn something new And two, you'll give yourself a ground, like a framework to build from because the overwhelming response that I get from people when I ask them what their current relationship with time management is. Is that they want to have a great relationship with time management, but they don't feel like they do right now, and that's because they constantly feel overwhelmed. They don't know how to manage their time effectively, so that when they end the day, they actually are proud of what they've accomplished, rather than feeling like their to-do list is bigger than what they started with. Um, they're hard. They're so hard on themselves. People are so hard on themselves when it comes to this is what I wanted to accomplish today. And I didn't. So today was a total wash, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be that way because once you understand that that may or may or may not be your current relationship with time management, but whatever it is, then you get to start putting things in place to start improving that relationship. And you start to become aware of certain triggers of, you know, when you, when you are really hard on yourself, being able to say, you know what? Okay. I can, I can go easy on myself and understand that like this happens and I could still get myself back on track. So that's really what it's all about. And I know it sounds oversimplified because it is really simple to just ask yourself these questions about where you're currently at when it comes to your relationship with time management. And that's just an interesting way to look at it because I've,
1: I've never seen it that way. Like ask you, like consider time as a person. And think about this person. How are you getting along with it? And, and, and how are you managing that relationship with that person? And I think that's so smart to just sit down and instead of referring always to other people's tips and resources of how they're managing their time, start thinking about how you're doing it and what you want to change about it. So I think that's an amazing first start. Um, but I do think that it, it, it has a lot to do also with, with expectations and what we expect from achieving. So how, what would, would you recommend to those who once you have defined that you know, relationship, what, what are the steps you, you consider we should uh, then take to be able to, to manage that time and start building those systems?
0: Yeah. So you mentioned expectations and that is such a critical piece of, again, that framework, that baseline. I'm a huge fan of foundations like because everyone wants to skip steps, right? They already want to be a pro at time management or they already want to be running a seven-figure business or they already want to be traveling the world. But we can only do those things if we have the right foundation set. And expectations and time management, thats expectations is your framework for becoming better at time management because if we give ourselves the expectation in the morning of finishing 15 things what's going to happen if we only finish 5 we're going to feel bad about ourselves and we're going to feel like we didn't do enough and even though we accomplished 5 things and those 5 things may be absolutely amazing because we told ourselves that we should finish finish 15 we feel bad about it and how can you feel bad about finishing five amazing things? Well, if you set proper expectations and you understand the amount of time that it takes you to do the things on your list, you can start to order by priority so that you understand if I finish these three things today, it's going to be an amazing day. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to feel fulfilled. I'll be present in those tasks. And is going to allow me to manage my time outside of my business as well. Because we're traveling and we're around these amazing monuments and these places. Of course, we want to be out exploring, spending time with our loved ones, our family, meeting new people, whatever it might be that you do outside of work, that makes the time that you spend inside work even more important because. Then you end your day because you had those 15 things. You only did five. Now it's time to go out, but you're kind of feeling down about your day. So like that energy is transferred over. Then you're not even really enjoying what you're doing because you're thinking about the 10 things that you didn't get done. Mm. So like, do you see how expectations, and we don't even think about it. We just say, this is my to-do list. This is what I've got to do today without ever saying like, how much time would these things actually take me? Even if it's just an estimate, maybe you don't know, but I can guarantee you, even if you tried to estimate what those 15 things would take time wise, you will understand that that's an unrealistic expectation that you're putting on yourself and you're setting yourself up for failure that way. Mm. When you put the time on that and you say, okay, realistically, I can crush three of these things and I'm gonna end my day feeling amazing. Then what does that do for your time outside of work with your friends, your family exploring? And what does that do to help you set yourself up for success the next day? It's a momentum, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you know, while you're talking about this, I'm realizing something with
1: the journal that you and John created. That's called uh, the the Life Freedom Journal, and the other one is the Freedom Journal. No, the, the Mastery, Mastery the journal. Mastery Journal, and the uh the Freedom Journal. Mm-hmm. And the Mastery Journal was really interesting because I used it and it made a big difference. Was about thinking, you know, reflecting on that relationship, and then defining realistic goals instead of having a list of things to do so nomad nation i'll put the link of those journals because they're very helpful um, to be able to to put those realistic goals but technically how would you recommend to do that to like estimate and then define what are the the number of goals and, and goals we should set to reach every day in a realistic way
0: Sure. So you brought up the mastery journal. In the mastery journal, we have four focus sessions per day. So in that format, you would focus on four things each day. This is a good baseline to start with because maybe you realize that you could focus on six things. Maybe one day it's only two things because they're really big things, but you will never be able to start that baseline until you start tracking that type of thing. So like, for example, in the mastery journal, when you set up your four sessions, you give yourself your focus time and you give yourself a refresh time. So let's say I have a to-do list of seven things and I, and, and I look at the seven things and I say, okay, in order of priority, which of these am I going to tackle today? Like what's most important for me to work on? Once I have that list, I could either put those four things into those sessions for that day in the mastery journal, or I could just start with one. I'm gonna put it in there. I'm gonna give myself a focus time. So, let's say that it is recording uh, two podcast episodes. That's my like thing that's up next that I'm gonna use my focus time for. My episodes are five to ten minutes each, but I also have to come up with the content for those episodes. So, let's say I estimate of like five to ten minutes each. So, twenty minutes for recording them, and then maybe like. 15 minutes prep for each of them, which is 30 minutes. So that's a total of 50 minutes, five zero. So my focus time is 50 minutes. I'm going to literally set a timer, and you could even break that up with the content creation and the actual recording of saying, okay, I said about 15 minutes each. So let me set my timer for 30 minutes. I'm going to time myself coming up with the content. And maybe at the end of 30 minutes, you're like, oh, wow, that was easy. I actually even think I could do it maybe in 25 next time. Or maybe you say, You know what? I was kind of stretching it. I felt a little bit rushed. I think I need to give myself a little more space for that creation time. This way, you start to understand how long it takes you to do things. What's so important about the timer, though, is it's Parkinson's Law. Tasks (laughs) will expand to the time you give them. So Mm -hmm. if I were to start that task and say I'm going to record two episodes and a content creation, and I don't have any timer or any expectations on the time it's going to take me. I might take four hours and then my day's gone and I didn't get to anything else on my list. Then I'm feeling bad about myself and you know, the cycle continues. But when you can set that expectation of I'm going to focus on one thing right now, I estimate it's going to take me 30 minutes. That timer goes off. I'm going to evaluate where I fell on or where i ended up on that timing and then you know i do the same for recording it and i do the same for any task that i'm putting on there i have a focus time and a refresh time your refresh times five minutes ten minutes you go get a snack you make a coffee you do whatever you got to do to kind of reset yourself for the next session and amelle i use the mastery journal every single day because it helps me stay on task it's not only helping you understand how much time it takes you to do something is holding you accountable to the things that you say you want to finish. So all of that like type of time tracking, setting realistic expectations and the number of things that you can accomplish in a day. And again, some of those things might take you two hours. Some of them might take you 15 minutes. But once you understand how much time it takes you, then you can be really good at estimating how much time something's Mm. going to take you. And you just continue to adjust as you learn.
1: Exactly. And that's exactly what I'm taking away from what you shared. And it's about adjusting and making it a project to figure that out. What is the good number of time you usually need for something, which goes back to the relationship. Like you can have as many systems as you want. It's not going to work if you don't know yourself well enough to know what works for you, what doesn't. But in order to know what works, you need to commit to figure it figuring that out by Mm -hmm. testing and and testing and adjusting somehow so I like that you said if you see that for example it takes you more than one hour for that then then you know it then plan it that way or you can also divide it in different tasks that's always what I try to do is that if I see that something takes me for example three hours I'm gonna divide it in three focus sessions with with two refresh times which I like that you come up with this. uh, I remember I learned that from you and from John to also plan refresh times because we're not effective anymore. If we just stay on our computer the whole day and try to get something done, we're not, it's obviously going to take more time because we're not any more focused that much and not any more effective. Absolutely. So that's, that's, so one of the things I see with my clients is that they do want to focus. They do want to, have better habits they try but they always but at some point something happens and and then they lose track of those habits that they started implementing so it always going back to square one or even sometimes giving up all for once and going back to the bad habits and to going back to that vicious circle so what would you recommend in people in this case
0: so life happens for everyone, right? Like even just, I said earlier in this um, chat that, you know, we had an earthquake here and the power was out island wide. We didn't have internet. That kind of stuff's going to happen. And and whatever that life situation is for you, um, you know, family, personal, like business-wise, it could be anything, right? But our business, as we travel, as we're nomads, as we do these things, like they kind of become so attached to each other that like, you know, that you feel your business in your life and you feel, feel your life in your business. When you come up against something like that, where you just feel either defeated or like, okay, I'm I'm just going to give it up. Or I started that and it was good for a while, but like now I hit this hump and like, I don't really know how to get back. One, I always remember how I felt when I was on that role. Like mm. when I had that momentum going and I had that amazing habit, how did I feel? And chances are you felt amazing. Otherwise it wouldn't be considered a good habit for you or like positive momentum.
1: Mm, that's a good point.
0: <laughs> and that is like, I, I feel like that's something that not many people do because it's just so much easier to, to wallow or to, you know, go into the like, You know, maybe you feel a little bit sorry for yourself for a while and then the time passes. Don't get me wrong. It's hard to get back there. But when you realize that you've fallen off track, when you realize that you've hit a bump or when you realize that you've given up that great habit that you really, really loved, you just have to mentally make the shift that I am going to do this. And you might have lost a couple of days. You might have even lost a couple of weeks but it is never too late for you to mentally make the shift that it's up to me to decide that this is going to happen no one else around you not the world not your sister not your husband not your wife not your teacher friend whoever nobody else is going to make that decision for you you have to make it for yourself so you really just have to check in with yourself and that again goes back to the awareness of right like What's your relationship with time management when you just give up? It's not a great relationship, right? But if you from the onset said, oh, no, I want to grow my relationship with time management. Like I want to have a positive relationship with time management. You giving up is a, a very poor relationship with time management. In order to improve that, you have to have that mindset shift and you have to choose to get back on track. Whether you ask for support for that, whether you have an accountability partner, a mastermind group, an online community of friends who you know are also traveling and going through these same struggles as you who can help pick you up, there are so many ways that we can ask for support, right? But we have to decide to do it. It's interesting because I was going to tell you,
1: how, how would you encourage people to step up when they feel completely defeated and, and discouraged and without any more energy. Um, I guess, like you said, surrounding ourselves are the right people that can pick us up. But is there anything you'd want to add to those who are in that situation where like, they feel like they've been failing so much at it that they just give up and feel miserable about themselves and can't find the energy to get
0: back on the horse? You know what, honestly, kudos to anyone tuning in right now who's feeling that way because by you listening to this episode, like that's the message I want to spread. Like, that is one of my big goals with like when I come on podcasts or interviews like this, or even with my own podcast or in our business, like you are doing things to help improve where, wherever you're at right now. And tuning into this episode is one of them. And I hope that this conversation helps you realize that like it's in you. And you, you can do this, this reaching out for encouragement, inspiration, support. You can even get it through an episode just like this. So, I mean, again, kudos to anyone tuning in right now who's feeling that way. It's time to make that choice right now.
1: Yes, Nomad Nation, did you hear that? If you're in that situation, I want you to go back into this audio and listen to this sentence again, because I think that's what you need to hear. And I always tell to my clients when they feel that way, you know, I give them some encouragement, like you said, first, acknowledge the things that you've done well, and then put yourself in the mindset to actually make that shift. And then the third step, is just put their ass on the chair. (laughs) Just put your ass on that chair and get it done. Just give yourself 45 minutes and get that thing done. And I think in order to, to improve that relationship, we need to have some wins. So to be able to see, like you said, I loved when you said, remember how amazing it felt when you did well. So give yourself an attainable objective so that you can feel that feeling and see how impactful it is once you commit to it,
0: right? Yes, I love that. No matter how small it is, it could literally be creating a to-do list for tomorrow or, you know, setting a timer for the next task that you do. Little, little wins could mean so much to getting your momentum going. Yes.
1: So it's an all in your head, Nomad Nation, all in your head. But I loved, I think for me, the biggest takeaway here, Kate, is about talking about relationships. So think about your time as a person and you really love and care about that person. That person is very important to you. What can you do? to have a better relationship with this person. So for me, that's such a great way to start and then follow up with the tips we shared here with you. We don't want to share too many systems and things like that because nothing will work if that relationship is not figured out and in a healthy place. So is there anything you'd like to add, a last piece of wisdom for those who are now committed to make a change and want to be able to make it a part of their habit, to to always adjust. It's I don't think it's perfect to always have a perfect time management, but at least how to keep it on the long term going.
0: No, and that's just it. I love that you said that. It's, it's never going to be perfect. Like any relationship in your life, it takes work and it takes sacrifice and it takes meeting in the middle sometimes and just don't beat yourself up over it. Like it's okay if one day isn't perfect. What's important is that you reevaluate and get back on the next day or that evening, or, you know, whenever that timeframe is for you that you need to take a step back, but just don't get down on yourself. You can't let yourself get in the way because you will be the person to get in the way of yourself being able to move forward. So just remember that this is a choice that you get to make and I'm encouraging you. I know Amel is encouraging you and we want to see you win. So you've got this.
1: Definitely. So I hope you got some great wisdom here. And one more thing that I heard you Kate now say, and I realized we did not talk about it, but I think it's important to mention before we end is the importance. You talked about the word sacrifice and in other words, learning how to say no to certain things, in order to achieve our goals. So I know that you have some great things to share here with us.
0: Yeah. So, okay. I love that you brought that up as well, because every single one of us has had that moment where we say yes to something and then we go, oh gosh, I actually maybe shouldn't have committed to that. Maybe I've overcommitted myself. Now I feel like stressed out about it, or I don't really want to do it. I'm angry at myself for saying yes. And I've really been working on this over the past year. You have to embrace the self-empowerment and the freedom that comes with saying no. It is okay to say no. And if someone's going to disrespect your choice of saying no, then maybe that person doesn't belong in your universe right now. You can't let other people's Opinion of you or their judgment towards you for your decisions to impact how you choose to spend your time That is your time to be guarded exactly how you want it to be guarded and if that means saying no And most of the time people do so highly respect that. Like I've had people thank me for saying no before because they say that it shows them that it's okay to say no and it is okay to say no. So one super tip that I have for this, because I really struggle with it for Mm -hmm. a very long time. I still struggle with it sometimes, but when you get asked for that opportunity or for you to commit your time to something, it doesn't have to be an immediate no Just say, you know what? I so appreciate this opportunity. Let me be sure to check my calendar before I let you know so that I'm sure I can commit to this. So it doesn't have to be an immediate yes or no. Give yourself that space, really evaluate whether you do have the time to commit to that. And if you want to commit to that, maybe you do have the time and you just don't want to. So give yourself that time and that space to really decide what's best for you.
1: That's amazing. Nomad Nation, I hope you listen to that because when you look at your relationship with time, think about the things that need to get off your plate. That is so important. And we talked about it in the previous episode, the five uh, the five steps to make yourself a priority. So go back to that episode that I'll link to this show note where we talk about that. Super important. So I know that Your time is so valuable, Kate. And thank you for saying yes to being on the show. It means so much to me. So before we say goodbye, could you please tell us a bit more about what we can hear in Ditch Busy and where we can find you?
0: Yes. So, I mean, everything that we've talked about today is really what I'm diving deep into in the first series on the podcast. So if you head over to Ditchbusy.com. You will find there a link to access the podcast. And there you will find the first series of episodes where we talk about your relationship with time management, setting expectations, choosing your priorities. Um, again, what to do uh, when things don't go as planned, or when life happens, I dive deep into each of these topics in each of the episodes. And the episodes are really super fast. So with the whole idea of we all only have so much time in the day, super quick five to 10 minute episodes. Um, So that's ditchbusy.com
1: amazing thank you so much kate and nomad nation check it out i'll put all the information about kate and ditch BG on tandem slash 152 and you'll be able to tune in it's fantastic and kate has been so instrumental in helping me be able to manage my time really well as well as john so thank you again so much for helping me to be where i am today and hopefully today helping you nomad nation to get um, ownership of your time thanks kate Thank you Amal and Nomad Nation stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities see you in the next